and we are back in the Manimal Zone. We got a special edition today, back in action with producer of the century, Jake Fine. Jake, how you doing? I'm killing it, man. Jake, so you're in New York doing some big shit right now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I know my documentary, of course. Not the biggest course, thing I've ever done in New York, but. Of course, my documentary, you know, is big shit, but <laughs> you're out here filming, you know, why don't you tell them? Tell so, the people, Jake. Well, hold on. First, I got to give John his flowers. I'm out here filming with uh, Aljo. The, the, the Bantamweight champion of the world right now. He's about to do the highly anticipated rematch of his fight with Peter Jan. But I wouldn't be here without the Manimal putting me on, bringing me out to New York for the first time like two Octobers ago. Um, introducing me then to Then you came guys. out here again. Yeah, came back in May, putting me around these people, putting me in the right rooms. And now his documentary is done. It's about to come out. Which is the best MMA documentary of all time. If not the best. It's the Which best. I think it's the best. It's the best. But it is definitely the most unique. It might even be Did the best. Did you notice how unique I am from being around yeah, you're, the other fighters? No, I can put, like, I can film 100,000 fighters. None of them will be as, like, fun to film as John. Uh, and sure. I got more fun. Unless it's, like, <laughs> I don't know, some, unless another animal comes out of nowhere, like. And then we'll have to kill each other. Yeah. That'd me be, and the Met, we have to kill each other. That'd be Jiu-jitsu great. Jiu-jitsu to the death. To the death. That'd yeah. be crazy. Just to the death. You get like arm bar in your arm. No, break broken. it. I don't give a fuck. You keep going. I'll smack him with my broken yeah. arm. I'll rip my broken arm off and crack him in the face with it. Oh my God. But he'll do the same. That's the problem. Two animals can't exist. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room for one animal. I met Evil Manimal once. And you know what the problem is with Evil Manimal? Where'd you meet him? In the alternate worlds. Okay. So in another dimension, alternate animal, the problem is that guy will fuck me up. Because all he does is fight and kill. You know, he's not married. He's only fighter. There's no temperance with the other stuff I do. All that guy did, he never got his shoulder hurt. Evil manimal just went all oh, the way through. Oh, you me about this. Yeah, so evil manimal is just all manimal. But, but yo, he has a dope crib, though. Leopard print everything. He got the leopard print Bentley. You know, but that's, that's okay. I like the animal. That's fine. <laughs> it is fire, though. Yeah. <laughs> leopard print Bentley. Leopard print that's Bentley totally interior, fire. yeah. But it's real leopard. It's oh. not like oh, he has leopard interior. That's fire. Yeah, he killed it himself. <laughs> he brought that dead <laughs> He just brought the dead leopard to the Bentley. He's like, can you detail this for me? He's like, excuse me, can you build a Bentley around my kills? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jake, hilarious. you're in here for Joe. So oh, yeah. I'm really happy that uh, that I got to, you know, be a catalyst yeah. and a conduit for that to happen. That's very special for me. Uh, yeah. You know, I follow the old ways and Odin's a god of transformation. And every time I see you, you're having a crazy transformative experience. So the, it is weird. So how's the shoot with Aljo going? Well, hold on. I'm not done oh, sorry. any flowers. So My bad. Basically, this is a funny story. So when I first came up, it was October 2020, right? Yeah, because that was yeah. the year COVID broke out. So, October 2020, I'm up here for the first time. Because it was right before the election. Because I remember with Holly, I was like, no, I'm telling you. Shit ain't going to go that way. Biden's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I remember that you... Yeah. yeah, That was a crazy time. Yeah. And everything I said was right. Yeah. (coughs) So. Um, So, basically, we were at law for the first time. And I'm in the same room as, like, a bunch of these professional... UFC fighters and and I was like getting all kinds of ideas about what documentaries I could do with these guys and John was like I think I brought you here to because Odin wanted me to like expose you to these guys so you could tell their stories and I was like holy crap that's crazy and then just just the fact that you thought that was cool to me because it was like holy shit I'm not just here for me. Yeah. Which I know sometimes I've heard people say I'm selfish. And probably not wrong. I probably can be selfish. But I'm doing what I think the universe wants me to do. And what I think Odin wanted me to do was bring you to New York. So you could tell all these great stories of all these great warriors. Especially, really, the story that needs to be told is Ray's. Because Ray don't really seek the attention. Mm -hmm. He's just the best. Just rolling around there like it's no thing. Like, you see how he I've operates. Heard crazy he's, stories about how generous Ray is. He's just, and with his time, I mean, I personally wouldn't be willing to put the time in that he does mm-hmm. with guys. Yeah. I know it may sound bad, but it's like, man, 
sometimes I got to go trip on mushrooms and spend four days in the woods. Yeah. And I can't do that if I got a guy with a fight coming up. Right. That right. I'm so invested in. Although I do have my kids a fight in the day before my competition. My, um, Next Manimal Training Camp, guys, May 15th, mm. uh, Dell and Zach are fighting the oh, 14th, sick. so the day before it. So that's, I'm going to see if I get a kid. That's good timing, though. Because like, they'll be yoked, yeah. and then they could come help me out the next day. I'll be in shape. I got to fucking get, like, 20 pounds off. Me too. Just because I want to be shirtless in all my videos. Facts. You know, and I don't want to go the Liverkin route. I don't want to juice to the gills. Yeah. You know, but, so Jake, we, what we were saying is, yeah, I'm super open with helping someone do the work they need to do even if that work doesn't get done with me yeah like i'm very good about that i would definitely not say you're selfish at least in my experience like me you know what maybe i was selfish more you know because i'm two different people with the the gym i'm a way different person now yeah right now i feel like you're just like pious you just i do you do the god's work as much as i can think what it is even in texas dude i don't know if i told you all the work i was doing for the gods but i you did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I was casting yes. spells and doing rituals, and it was and, and I've never really done crazy work in public uh, with people that aren't initiated, that aren't like you know practicing mm-hmm. uh, occultists or pagans, let's say, and doing it in in that group. But they were very like amenable to it. You know, they're mm-hmm. into like yoga and spiritual practices, and they take a lot of drugs. So they were already amenable to the experience. <laughs> but one guy, when I did a ritual for them and, and enchanted runes for them for protection and success, he said, and this is a guy who's done like DMT and all that, he said that was the top spiritual experience he ever had. But he was also a Viking-looking motherfucker. Tall, bearded. He was a Viking. And, uh, yeah, burly. <laughs> uh, he looked like a Viking. And then after the thing, he got up. He, it was like a PVC pipe. He's using it as a spear. Like, he really... The energy really inspired him. Yeah. So, like, the work I do, yeah, it touches who it's supposed to touch. Right. And, uh, and the same thing with bringing you out here. It got you. So you did my doc where you came out here really. At first, you were thinking of coming out here anyway to just go over it with me and see if we need to fill any gaps. Yeah. And then when you got the call from Aljo. And I was like, boom. Yeah, like. It was like, okay, well, now I have to go. It was crazy because it wasn't, like, something I really... I guess had planned. I basically the way it was working with Aljo was, I knew, obviously, I'm being transparent here. Obviously, if you work with a guy like that, there's gonna be big opportunities. So I DM'd him a long time ago and was like, "Hey, I know Manimal. I I edit for Manimal. Here's some of my work. Can I work for you?" And I I got that opportunity through you again, and then. Basically, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing good work for him and see what happens. And then I get this opportunity to come make my next documentary. And then I feel like that enhances everything we're doing. Cause yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, man, you made the Aljo documentary. Now it's going to be like, oh, what else did he do? Yeah. The Manimal documentary. Right. And here's so my it grand, only helps. Here's my grand plan, John. One day, it might be in a few years, it might be in 10 years, I'm going to get on Rogan. Might be in a few months. Yeah, shit. And then I'm going to promote the fucking shit I'd out of I'd love to get on Rogan. I'd have a great conversation with Rogan. Well, maybe. Right, me and Rogan, because we could talk about psychedelics. Yeah. We could talk about jujitsu. I mean, we could talk about everything. The only thing I don't do that he likes to do is hunt. And I think I have a good take on a lot of things. Really, I'd love to talk about Odin, of course. I'd love to promote my gods. He's, I've heard him talk about Odin. Yeah, I mean, you know, I told you. I, I made a promise at the Garden. And before that, I made a promise to the gods that I would honor them every day of my life, and I do. Definitely. So I we, just make sure I told o- I, I told Odin I would praise him and honor him and be right. pious and humble as much as I can be. I know it's tough as a warrior because we, my wife teaches Beowulf, and when you teach Beowulf, he's like the, he's like the Odinic hero, even though it's written by Christians. He's really a pagan hero, okay. and Beowulf, even his names, combine the two most sacred warrior animals for Odin, the bear and the wolf, right? Berserkers are bear. Wolf is Wolf Heidnir. That's kind of like what I am. So Beowulf, all he does is boast. So I have to be careful, right? That I know that in the modern world and just for myself, that's not right either. But there's like a, a measure of like letting people know who the fuck you are and what you're about, but being humble about it. And I'm doing my best to surf that wave. And, uh, yeah, I like the job I've been doing. 
I like the job I've been doing, actually. I give myself on that. That's, that's like an A. I agree. <laughs> and see where I have to be careful? I already hyped myself up there. I should have gave myself an A minus. I mean, but you're hyping yourself <laughs> up about how much, how religious, how, how dedicated you are to your beliefs. Not... And just doing the work in the world. And I know it might look weird, but, uh, you know, but I It's mean, not like you're going, oh, my cock is huge. Well, I'd be lying then. <laughs> I'd be lying then. See, like, you're a humble guy. You're not... I'd be lying. Then I'd be lying. There's certain Although things. I will tell you this, ladies. Just lie to me, though. Say it feels massive. I, I know it's not, but just say it. It's okay. I like it. I'll tell you what I... I'll be like, you're so fucking beautiful. This is the best pussy I ever had. I'll say that shit too if you want. Don't worry. It's pillow talk, baby. Stop it. <laughs> I really me. need you to put the manimal cut in... Where I talk about how I lost weight that I we'll videoed. I'm gonna tell the story. Wait, I'm gonna we'll tell that real quick and I'll get it back to you, Jake. Okay. So I used to be 265 pounds, right? So I was always a fat kid, and up until I was like 19, I was really heavy. One day, and listen, you gotta remember, let me put this in perspective. 25 years ago, we didn't have cell phone cameras. So, Jake, if you wanted to videotape you fucking, you had to use the camera you use now, it was like a VHS tape, went in that. A big ass tape. That's and, wild. <laughs> and that's how you did it. So we. How'd you watch it back? Uh, how'd I watch it back? In my VCR. That's fucking crazy. So then I took the tape out. You take the tape out of that. Guys, if you're 40 and over, you're going to remember this. We had a big camcorder. It was like a little bigger than what you had. It took a VHS tape that big in it. And you recorded with that. So I set that up and I record myself fucking. So it's a lot of work to record yourself fucking. Now you just take that camera out and you're like, bam, look at that shit. There was no dick, pitch, dick pics back that, in the day. Oh, good for you. That's good for you, Jake. I'm happy to hear that. Happy for Abby, too. Uh, so, back in the day, it was a lot of work if you wanted to see yourself fuck. But so see yourself said, fuck, that's a good thing. I would imagine. I would imagine it's a good thing. I would imagine it's But a not great when thing. I'm 265, and the girl I was fucking at the time, I think she was like the same weight as me. She was thick, too. Uh, Jeez. She was fat also, I and a, I was fat. I so a, we were like a half a ton of fun out there. And oh my to, god! So we were like a half a ton of fun, <laughs> and uh, when I looked at it, now it felt great because all that squishiness and all that fat around feels great. Don't really? get me wrong. Oh yeah, it's a lot of a lot of lubrication, a lot of sweat in between all different places that okay. aren't even holes. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is the hottest shit ever. And when I seen it, I was like, you gotta get your fucking life right. I was like, you look like two hogs fucking. I was like, this is disgusting. I was like, you fat ass. Was, so and then. Uh, I always liked fighting, and I told you, Philippe kicked my ass, and I started training. But I started losing a little weight before that. But yeah, once I seen that, I was like, I can get my life right. Once I started getting in shape and doing good, my ex wasn't into it, you know? So that was that. But, uh, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. But, Jake, let's bring it back around to you. So Aljo is in one of the most transformative points in his life, too. I mean, he's coming off a, a DQ win, which is... Got to be the most controversial title change in history. I it it is honestly. Could you think of any more? What other title change was more controversial than Aljo's? And I'll always stand by this: you have to win the title on a DQ, because if you don't allow the title to change hands on a disqualification, then if I'm getting the worst of it, I'm always going to get DQ'd in order to keep my title. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So let's say yeah. let's say it's round four, and I'm not saying that's the way the fight was going. I do think I had the fight even up into the illegal strike personally. Yeah. I heard plenty of people give it 3-1 for Jan also. But if you looked at the copy box numbers, I showed you the numbers. We should actually, Jake, can we put like this into a clip and then show the numbers from the first fight? Uh, and what you'll see is that it was very close. So the numbers are telling a story... That with the commentary and and the way you're looking at it might have appeared yeah. worse than it actually was. I actually think I think the numbers were wrong. The takedown numbers were obviously correct. But I think Aljo landed more strikes than they showed. Personally. Maybe he might have thrown more and just missed too. So that volume yeah. well, could Aljo be a count. Aljo said that too. He's like, I landed Threw. way more strikes. Oh, he thinks he landed yeah. way more. And so. I mean, we could watch the fight and count them. Uh, could, yeah, that's easy. Honestly. That's an easy thing. So, but we have data. We have data to look at. Yeah. And if you look at the data, it was close. It I was mean, close. And I know Aljo looked more tired, but watch fucking Peter Yan again. He was tired too. 
Yeah. He was tight end too. And he dude, just I, has a good high I, guard. Aljo was on his way to losing that fight, in my opinion. The the way the momentum had shifted by the middle of that fourth round. I think so. It, I it, had, it had been swinging rapidly towards Peter Jan for the third, and then what what happened in that fourth round? It was heading his his direction, and it looked, especially at first glance, it didn't look good for Aljo. But if you look back at it with like a real educated perspective, it's a lot closer than people give Aljo credit for. Yeah. And 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 that's Aljo on his worst night. I I truly believe that. I think based so on too. What I've seen. I think it was. Because you got to keep in mind, and I can't, I don't want to like... His neck was fucked up too. Yeah, and he said he felt good, except for that day. Like, that, Oh, the whole camp and shit the, like that. Camp, Sometimes like, that happens. It was happens. a good camp, and then under, he, he had a hard weight cut, yeah. and then he, he refed the day, the day of weigh-ins, he refed, and then the next day of the fight, he only had two small pancakes, about like an Eggo waffle size, and... A couple eggs. Yeah, not enough fuel. And usually he only. Eats what he come in at the fight? Do you remember what he said he weighed in at? I'm no. curious what he weighed before the fight. Yeah, but day of the fight, what he weigh? I don't know. I have to figure that. Out. I gotta ask him, Aljo. I'm gonna ask you when I see you. Yeah. What'd you weigh day of the fight? Because yeah. I'll tell you what, when I came in at 146, day of the fight I was 163. So what is that? That's, That's uh, eight pounds. No, 63, not 53. Wait. I weighed into 146. Uh, 18 pounds. 18 pounds. Yeah. In, in the 36 hours. Felt yoked, son. I'm sure he was like 155. Which would be a 20-pound increase. I don't know. That's why I like to ask him. Because I had a fight where I... I remember back in the day, we used to fight close to our weight class. And I remember having a fight where I weighed in at 154 for a 55-pound fight. And the next day, I was like 156. And I remember when I saw that, or well, 157 or something like that, and I was like, you fucked up. Yeah, you should be like 20 pounds up. You should be like a buck 70, buck yeah. 75, right? Yeah. Like, if for a 55-pound fight, I was like, oh, man, I fucked this up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's totally a weird thing, but, um, no, I, 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 I wasn't sure if I believed Aljo's story. I wanted to come and tell his story. My intent was to say his side of things and yeah. put it together in a in a narrative that was based on his perspective, because you because there is that isn't out there. There's interviews no, where he says his perspective, but it's all fucking young. It's and fans. The media. Do you see the comment I put up that someone was like, "Oh, Yan put up a comment. Oh, I landed. Mm. Aljo's prayers didn't come true." And I put up. I was like, I was like, Aljo's ready for war. You're, it's not going to be like you like think it is. tweaking if you think Aljo's fucking scared of you. And the comments, the reply comments uh-huh. to my comment yeah. were like, ranged from the like, oh, we understand that's your boy. Yeah. You're a good friend. Yeah. And then all the way to like, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like getting crazy with me. And I'm like, dude, that fight was pretty close. Let like, me, Let me play this for you real quick. So I put out a TikTok where I was like, There's a balance of- mark my words, Aljo's going to win. Like, I'm seeing him in training. I'm seeing... Well, I won't bet on the fight because I don't want... I want him to win. So, I might bet on... uh, You don't want him... Yeah. When I bet on my friends, it never goes good. So, I always withhold my bet on my boys. I'll bet on dudes I don't know, but I'll never bet on my boys. I don't know. It's a superstition I have. I get that. Okay. I always... You know what I'm saying? I don't even... Like, I don't bet on any of my friends' fights. Right. No matter who it is, no matter how sure I am, I just... I'm not. I, I don't want to get. I, I, I bet. Yeah, I'm yeah. Well, a lot of guys made mad money off of Sarah. Remember when Matt for GSP? Some guys locked in at eleven to one. What? I'm sure. You I know. I knew he was gonna win too because let me tell you, he stopped fucking trying to wrestle and do jujitsu for that fight. He was like, you know what? Fuck him. He's like, I'm gonna fucking just try to knock him out. <laughs> I know, and he practiced and he that shot, right? Yo, that overhand right, See, and I'm going to tell you what. That needs to be told. So, so I'm going to tell you what. I remember sparring with Matt before he went on the Ultimate Fighter, and I'm short, a guy hard to hit with that shot, mm-hmm. that overhand right, right? That You should miss me, and he fucking cracked me. Mm. Right, so he's been practicing that so much for so many years that, yo, a guy does the thing he fucking practiced, and then they're like, it was a fluke. I was like... He fucking did the thing he practiced. Like a fluke as if the guy, you ask him and he's like, how'd you do that? He's like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But when the guy's like, yeah, I've been working on my boxing. It's like, well, 
He practiced that fucking shot. That's, yeah, That's why no, he like landed he, the shot. He, he practiced. He worked for that. He'd been yeah. doing that shit for like five years straight, throwing that shot. And he hit Parisian with it. Remember, that's also the shot that he dropped Cal Parisian with at 170. Oh, really? Right? And Cal Parisian Isn't somehow survived. How short Matt is for a 170. He's my height. Imagine me fighting at 170. But he is even stockier than he's me. He's jacked, yeah. He's even more yoked than me. He's an Was he there this morning? Oh, you didn't go this morning. So, yo, listen to this TikTok real quick. You saw Aljo against Peter Jan on Aljo's worst night of his career. That's probably what he would say, too. You you guys think that Aljo's going to walk in there and not be able to take Peter Jan down. You're sadly mistaken. He already, he took him down once in the first fight, and that was on literally the worst night of his career. Literally, Aljo's going to go in there and take him down at least one time per round. I can almost guarantee it. You saw Aljo. So, I put What was your comments to that? Okay, so they range, there's a big range there. So, people go... You cannot deny you're only saying this because he let you work with him. You weren't saying any of this two months ago, but I do agree slightly. Which is cap, because I was saying that two months ago. I mean, I wasn't saying it to that level To that extent, but you yeah. were like, no, Aljo has a, you know, it was... Also, people, I, I used to do, before this, I did live streams every single night. Really? Most well. part, until my injury. And I would take that, I would record those. And put out my takes. I would that I that oh, my that's answer. a good idea. So I'd have seven TikToks and Instagram reels a day. So I don't fucking imagine oh, if you had to keep I should track do that of everything too. you said. Yeah, you should. I don't have to keep track of everything I say. I'm congruent. It's I mean, on the yeah, board, Jake. See, I might change congruent. my mind. Too. Oh, I could change my mind. I yeah. change my mind all the time. Yeah, I'll have to I'm let someone know. Impulsive. Yeah, you gotta yeah. let them know. You change your mind. So, I know that's what's tough. It's like, wait, you know what? I I learned some new shit. Yeah, I could change I'm my learning, mind, dude. I literally change my mind every day about shit like so um then they say like you know i don't know man this isn't my opinion the better fighter is going to win Jan is the better fighter they'll go yeah yeah i'll just gonna do good Jan in two like, yeah they'll be like, like, yeah it'll be a good fight Jan's like, gonna win two. i like, got are you. you guys that first of all first of all the fortunes of warfare are always doubtful so it's always hard to determine and and but Peter uh, who's gonna win? But I mean, I like the way Aljo looks. I've trained with him before. I've never trained with Peter Young. Maybe you know, to have that, to see how he's training. Now, but if I, I watched him, their fight, yeah, and I thought it was close. And I know Aljo was off that night, especially the way he was throwing that spinning back fist. He probably thought he was throwing it fast as fuck, but that it was, was but it was slow as shit. But yeah. he probably th- listen. Sometimes when you're out there and and you're rolling shitty, it all comes down to Dungeons and Dragons, Jake. Okay, it all sure. comes down to Dungeons and Dragons. So, there's some nights, so it's all based on the roll of the dice. It's like gambling. And I have a certain modifier to my dice roll based on my skills. So, let's say I'm a 10th level fighter. I get a plus 10 to hit. You have a certain defense. Let's say it's 15. I have to roll at least a 5 to hit you. I should hit you most of the time. But I come out one night, and what you call a bad night, the dude comes out rolling shitty. What do I roll? A four. Fuck, I missed you. Oh, fuck, how'd I roll a four? Yeah. Fuck. Then next thing you know, you roll a one. And you roll a one, that's you fall. Or you fucking hit yourself. Right. A one is like you fuck up. And another thing, the other end of the scale is a 20. If I roll a 20, I hit you fucking twice as hard, sometimes three times as hard. Mm. I critically hit you. Mm-hmm. So you ever see those fights where a dude just like, wow. Yeah. And fucking yokes the dude and he's just like comatose? Like, like uh, Marlon against Aljo. He rolled a 20. Yeah. Aljo rolled a 1, and then Marlon rolled a 20. Even Boom. Aljo you should have won that should matchup. On paper. Stylistically. Stylistically, yeah. should have, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the other thing people are forgetting. Grapplers m- historically beat strikers. If you added up all the numbers, yeah. you'd say the percentage-wise is true. But I'm going to tell you nobody this. Nobody has a grappler's Jan, chance. Jan I don't have also- a grappler's chance against you, John. No, I have I will, a puncher's chance. You have a puncher's chance. I could punch you. A very small right chance. In, yeah. But, but you might chance. hit me right in the square I, in the face and hurt me. If we both throw fists at each other. Yeah, just I, boxing. Yeah. I you could, have a I chance. Have a decent, like, there's a, enough of a chance to knock you out that's realistic in a boxing fight. Okay, but. But you don't have a, I don't have a single shred of opportunity. If you. Play, I would think there's no chance. As, as soon as I start grappling you. No chance. I don't have a Your chance, chance goes to zero. I've never heard anyone say he has a grappler's chance. Since. Yeah, but the grappler always has a chance. The grappler, if if because if, if you, you overextend and now we're clinching each other, I'll fucking pull I guard. Can, I, can I could pull yeah. guard and beat most guys. I, I, right, I, I'll pull yeah. close guard, and guarantee you, I could like against like a striker who's never trained jujitsu. 
If I just grabbed him and pulled guard, yeah, I'd be ninety nine percent effective. They could punch you, but so fucking not won. great because I'm green on yeah. my back. So fuck. Who cares? Ask ask anyone. <laughs> <laughs> ask anyone. Great off my back. <laughs> ask anyone. <laughs> <He's> ask... <laughs> so yeah. No, I'm so, just kidding. So, I'm just kidding, guys. Yeah. So I love my wife, Tammy. You're amazing. So uh, it's like <laughs> you're funny. So it's like. People, like, people just forget about that stylistic story of grapplers usually being strikers. But don't underestimate Jan's grappling. I'm not either. underestimating it. He but has he, great trips. Does he have great trips? Or oh, did Aljo off balance. have a bad night? No, he has great trips. I've seen because he's done it before in other fights. I didn't peep I mean, it before. I mean, some of those takedowns where he kicked Aljo's leg and Aljo fell over. That's a trip. I consider it a trip. call that a takedown. That's one of the that's seven. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't call it. So how, I guess that's you know a trip, not a takedown, but it's still a take. I guess it's a takedown because he's on his back. Yeah. You but, know, but I was surprised by that. And you know what leg. I think happened too? Um, and I, I'm just saying this happens sometimes in everything. You expect more resistance. You encounter more resistance than you were anticipating. Yes. So you expected this guy's wrestling not to be great. And for some reason, whatever it is, you're off, he's on. Now there's also that. Was Peter Jan having great roles that night? 17s, 18s, right? Yeah. So now he's having a great night, you're having a shitty night, right? and it's a fucking disaster. And, well, here's the thing. Not to discredit Peter Jan either, but... Like, he, first, I just want to acknowledge how beautiful he is at striking. I mean, he looked great in that fight. Yeah, he's Alto, amazing. So. Every fight he, you see him... And he has a plane. great... He has, he's very durable. Because that fight with Jose Aldo and him... Jose Aldo, first of all, is immortal... I don't know how that guy's getting better with age. He it's really crazy. makes me feel like a scrub. He's crazy. He really makes me feel terrible about like myself. Aljo, I, uh, Aldo. Jose Aldo, I hate you. <laughs> because as a 41-year-old man, and he's, I think, 40 also. That's crazy. Or 39. He's close. He's up there. Really? He's close. Yeah. Jose Aldo, he got to be at least in his... Yeah. I think he's like 37. But whatever. So he's getting up there in age, and he drops a weight class. And he, he used to struggle busy. to make fucking... How'd that guy struggle to make 45 and now he makes 35? He, he changed his body. Yeah, he it's gave crazy. up a lot of muscle. He got tight as fuck. Yeah, he's super dice. Yeah. He's diced. Yeah, yeah. He's tight to and his And he's body. just amazing at martial arts. He's 35. Okay. So still. Yeah, keep in mind, he started that 10 year run when he was like 18. <sighs> so crazy. In WEC. The so UFC crazy. bought WEC, right? Yes, the so UFC then, bought. Yeah. So WEC used to be fighters essentially from like 125 to one. They had a 170 pound weight class, but it was whatever. Uh, and then they had they had an 85 for like two fights. It was Chael Sonnen and I think Paulo Filo. That's funny. And I think they had like three fights in that weight, but it was really for the lighter guys, because UFC's heaviest weight class for a long time. Was 155. That's why when I was a kid, that's why when I was a kid, when I first started fighting, the lightest you could fight at is 55. Okay. Someone told me they think I'm the first guy to actually do 55 on the East Coast in 2003 and not do 160 because a lot of guys would just do 160. And I'm like, but isn't the weight class 55? Just do that weight class. But I was walking around at that time at like 165. So do you think you, if you kept going, you would have gotten the UFC contract? Yeah, probably because if I I, I would have liked to think I would have won the fight I hurt my shoulder training for, that but yeah, Joe that's Lazon. that's asshole manimal. That was Joe Lazon. Yeah, that's evil and manimal. He is still fights in the UFC. Still, yeah. So you, if you, that's what I think. But you, it, think you don't you would know. Beat him? At that time, we were both the same level. Was he a jujitsu guy or a striker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been fun because I think we were both like purple belts at the time. Wow. You know, you're talking about 2005. Yeah. Two, right, you're talking about a long time ago. John, when I'm. 31, I'll be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Sure, because you're 21, 22. Yeah, I think I'm... How old are you? Taekwondo, 21. When are you going to be 22? January. Holy shit. I'm you just baby. turned 21. Yeah. That's so crazy. Guys, I just had some of John's mead legally. Legally? I didn't realize. I, I If I would have known how recently you turned 21, I might have not gave a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Shit. Yeah, you know what's funny in Italy... Kids be drinking at like six years old. I know. It's it's weird. It's weird, yeah. They water it down a lot, but they start getting them used to alcohol. Yeah, I mean, because they're going to they're gonna need that tolerance by the time they're old. <laughs> well, you know what? So for primitive man, not primitive man, but for our ancestors, sure. primitive man had no alcohol. 
and that's why they died a lot. But <laughs> what alcohol doesn't really carry a lot of diseases in it. If I just drink water, I could get sick from that water. Yeah, out of nature, I just drink water. That's true. I could get sick from that water, but if I ferment it into beer and wine and shit like that. I could drink it. It's probably going to kill all bacteria. Oh, that's smart. So for our ancestors, it's like, why did our ancestors drink so much alcohol? First of all, they needed the calories. Right. Because alcohol is calorically dense. It has seven grams uh, of calories. It has seven calories per gram. So for every one gram of alcohol you drink, you get seven calories. But they're very quick calories. But our ancestors would have been working a lot. Yeah. You know, and they would have a time when they needed it. Or they needed the calories anyway. Did you know, like... So, hold on, let me finish. So, alcohol holds seven calories per gram. Yeah. Protein and carbohydrates only hold four calories per gram. Right. So, alcohol is more calorically dense than those food sources. Hmm. The only thing more calorically dense is fat, which is why fat is such a valuable component of your diet. Right. So even for the ancient Romans, I think something like, when I do the breakdown, it's like 60% of their diet calories come from fat. Wow. Because they would have eight ounces of olive oil a day. Jeez. It's a lot of calories. That's about a thousand calories just from olive oil. Then you got cheese, some dried meat, and you wind up getting a good amount of fat in your diet. Because you're going to need that fat. It's the most calorically dense thing. Sick or eight ounces of straight oil. Yeah, they would get a pound of olive oil a day, but you use half on your body. Okay. Because the Romans didn't have soap. They only strigiled. So you would cover your body with olive oil, kind of how like when we cut weight. Yeah. So you see how like albaline? Yeah. Okay, and you see how much I sweat? Yeah. So you do that, and then you take a metal, like, uh, essentially a metal scraper, like a metal credit card, and you scrape all the shit that comes out off. Oh, wow. And then you... You bathe and then you towel down, and you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I actually we that's should like do very that. Very time consuming. Well, the Romans spent like three hours at the bathhouse. Crazy. Every day. It was like me at the fucking gym. Yeah. I'd go get like, a little workout. That's what they did. Sauna, hot tub, shower. Three like, hours. Yeah. That the Romans, you know, I uh, did a lot of research into the Romans and their physical culture, how they take care of their bodies. That's cool. And that's what makes them feel like they're superior. Right? They're like, look, at, look, we have bathhouses, get a massage, do a little workout. Guys, take care of your body out here. Come on. <laughs> so they will, you know, that, and the Greeks too, right? They, they idolize the physical too. Yeah. And, I mean, you should. And you should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, you really should. They had that going. And you know, it's a misnomer that our ancestors had short lifespans. It's that there was a lot of infant mortality. Yeah, if you take out the infant mortality, they had better lives. Better lives, yeah. If yeah. you take out the infant mortality. dude, I mean... The problem we, is that... We keep ourselves afloat from barely. like 60 to 90. Barely, yeah. They would live till like 78, healthy. 70, 75, die. 80, and then you just die, you just yeah. drop dead, basically. And then you're dead. Which yeah. is a better existence. If I'd rather a better quality of life. years where I can like be functional than... 60 and then live 30 where like I need to be in hospice yeah and you're all fucked up yeah. if that if that and yeah. then you're all fucked up your quality of life is shitty you can't accomplish the things you wish to accomplish I had a guy that used to train with me who was 84 and he was working out doing pull ups up until two weeks before he died and he was like strong as shit never went to the doctor at 84 I remember he got like a cold then he got pneumonia then he died in like two weeks but up until that that dude was doing pull-ups, you know? Which is crazy. So a guy in good shape, right, yeah. never fucked around with, like, the, you know, be 60 and then in the hospital. He got 24 years of a good, vibrant life. Yeah. Right? Good for him, man. So, that's, you know, that's I didn't kill want. him. It wasn't me. No. Yeah, he just... And it's crazy, too, because we would do, like, a, every day, right, a little something. Oh, you know what he used to do that was really good, too? He was very about his skin. He would do baby oil on his skin. Mm. And in the cold, he would just go outside for like an hour in the cold with the baby oil. It was was great for your skin. I was like, oh, amazing. But he was like, you know, in great shape. I think that's how our ancestors were more. Now, yeah, you're a little fucked up. And then you wind up just getting more and more. medicine. They keep you afloat. Here's the surgery. No, you're not going to die. 
we'll keep you afloat. Yeah. I'll keep you afloat. Whereas that other guy, he was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, good. I'm working yeah. out. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you can't yeah. ever stop like for your age. You can't ever stop. You always have to do a little something. I'm sure he wasn't doing what he did when he was a kid. Yeah, he was in the Navy when he was younger. That? Yeah, as long as you don't expect that, Nature you will train yeah. forever. Yeah, you'll yeah, be able you to can't, do it. I mean, you you only have like the peak years from like 25 to 35. Yeah, for me, I'm a late bloomer. So let's for see. You, yeah. Let's see. Imagine I don't know. I want to do something. I'm going to do the world championships in jujitsu in September, Masters Worlds. But that division's fucking going to be deep. I'm going to what, tell you why. What, what weight class are you going to be in? Uh, I think 162. That's a good weight for you. It's a good weight for yeah. me. I don't have to That's cut like what much. That's like you weighed last time we filmed. Yeah, I think I was 165. Really, I love really that lean. weight. Yeah. Lean, but fucking solid, strong still. Good energy. Good yeah. energy, yeah, yeah, I could do that. You weren't hungry. I weren't hungry. No, no, because I was just eating steak. So actually, yo, this would be good content. I need to lose some fucking weight. I'm fucking in the worst shape of my life. Yo, you want to do carnivore April? Or animal-based April? So, I was going to ask we'll you, do what meat, do you think fruit? I should do? Because first time I lost weight, what I did was like bodybuilding workouts, Stairmaster, and macros. I tracked my macros. And it worked, but then it didn't. Like, then it was too... I got too obsessed with it. Oh, macros. Shit, I don't yeah. like to track my macros. I like to track my micros. Uh, <laughs> well, micronutrients super important. Right, yeah, yeah. But That's no, macronutrients good. are very important. That's I'm, I'm just yeah. joking about that. However, I would say... The best diet, probably, the meat, whatever type of meat you want. Yeah. Most of your carbs from fruit. If you really train hard, some carbs from crappier sources. Like potatoes and rice. Potatoes, rice, pasta. Because I think I need some of that. Which you I, might. When I'm but at then, full swing, I like to work out once or twice a day. Yeah, so then you could have a little of that in your diet. Yeah. Hey, listen, in Italy, all my relatives are lean as fuck. Yeah. In Sicily, no one's fat in my mom's town. In my mom's town, there's like a 800 people or some shit like that. That's crazy. Like the whole area around there is 8,000 people. Yeah. It's like the surrounding area. Right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of farmers and shit like that. That's cool. And her town, no one's fat. And they eat pasta every day. Because they work hard. first of all, the type of pasta. Got to be semolina flour. The cheap pasta is shit. You got to get something made with a better flour. Mm-hmm. All my friends from Italy... Are always like, oh, you can't get regular pie. You got to go and spend like $3 a box on semolina flour pasta. And then the portion size. They eat this much pasta. You know? Mm-hmm. They don't eat that much pasta. They eat a bowl of pasta. Mm-hmm. Like that. So portion size is super important. In America, we fucked up portion size out of control. Facts. Out of control portion size. Facts. Yo, I, I remember having a client that ate out all the time and was fat. And I was like, yo. All go you home. need to do, no, no. You, if you can't cook, I'm not going to make you change your whole life. I'm like, when you go out, tell them to take half out when you get it. Oh. And then you eat that other half another time. Right, you have a leftover. Because you would eat that at one sitting, you don't really are that hungry. If you just slowly eat that half of it, the portion size in America is crazy. Although now, it's been getting a little, a little less... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, people have been holding back. But it used to be massive. It's still massive. And the calories are, are very empty. You know, the nutrition uh, yeah. in America is rough. That's why everyone that comes here from another country gets fat. Well, yeah, because I think it's also because we allow things Corn to be syrup. food that just inherently make you fatter. Corn like, syrup. Cut yeah. all that shit out. And you know what's the, another the, good the, rule the of thumb? Seed oils and all that. Seed oils are terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. Like, Olive oil, coconut oil. And then animal fat. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's really the only oils you should have in your diet. Yeah. Me, I'm Italian. So olive oil for me is number one. Yeah. I follow my Roman ancestry there. Okay. Yeah. It's the best okay. It's the best thing for me. Yeah. Okay. My body is so used to it. That's important too. Like what good things is your body used to? And just stick with that. What I would say, yeah, just try to eat fucking real food. What's real food? That's the problem. Guys don't know what real food is. Just try to eat real food. Meat. Fish, right? Whatever type of animal, anything that has a face, eat that. Uh, <laughs> fruits, yeah. Now vegetables, actually, vegetables can be hard to digest for some people. I know this sounds silly. It definitely just depends on the person. It depends on the yeah. person, but fruits, I think, is way more palatable for most people. Vegetables, yeah, I do a lot, 
Put a little vegetables in your diet, nothing wrong with that. I like personally, when I'm the leanest, I do fruit, meat, very little vegetables, and then a little complex carbs on a hard day. Okay. So like what? Sweet potato, rice? Sweet potato, rice. Um, you do honey in your diet? I'll do a little honey. Yeah, yeah especially because my friend gets the honey from... He has beehives, Gordon. So does my grandpa. So I get like fresh... And all the local yeah. honey is extremely important for your diet. Plus, honey is also an antibiotic. It has antibiotic so qualities. So That's good. why the Vikings love that shit. It's so good for you. But don't go to... Like, find a find somebody who has beehives that sells their honey. If you can. Because if you go to the store... I'm, once you get used to that honey, and then if you have honey from a, uh, like a plastic jar in a store, you'll know the difference. It just tastes fake, watered down, corn syrupy. If you have real honey... It, you feel the difference, and you and you taste it too. Like it's crazy, big time. Yeah, it's, and it's you know like what? Fake amber. honey. Wait, fake honey, fraudulent honey is a massive thing. Most things that they call honey is is like yeah. a sugary syrupy. I just wouldn't even go near substance. A yeah. store shelf and buy honey. I'm gonna see if I throw a hive in the backyard. You should. And then man. I might throw uh, a couple hives on my island. Mm. You know, nature oh, will provide your island. I mean, I mean, no, it's someone else's. I mean, it, it really belongs to the city of New York. That's fire, though, that you just go put hives on there. <laughs> How would you get I, them out there? I would take them in the kayak. I would bring one hive at a time. I That's would get the crazy. two-person kayak, and I would just bring it over. I would just kayak over to, to the island and bring a hive. I'm going to bring some plants. We'll grow some weed there, and nature will provide. You know, that's just for nature. I love that. Anyone that wants to go there can partake. Don't fuck with the hives, though. I mean, you know, you want to harvest that honey eventually. You got to buy a second kayak and take me out there. Uh, Gordon's going to bring a ki- an extra kayak oh, and fire. leave it with me. So then this way you can come out there. But you can't get your bowls wet, right? Uh, yeah. I, I can. Oh, now you can. Okay, I can good. get them wet. They're good. good. They're good. They're, They're all good. healed up. The, the cut's not really deep anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. You get it sucked on I, and everything, right? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe the right one, not the left one. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But anyway, so yes. Fucking... So actually, funny story. So, I got my nut kicked in. I don't really want to tell that story. Nah, no, 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 no. I don't need to relive that. No, you don't need to relive so, that. So, but but the but the few probably the half a week before that, I had just started the the animal based. Oh diet. okay, yeah. So I had had bread or anything for like four days. I just was eating ground beef. I was getting grass fed lean ground beef. Yeah. Cooking it in. Can butter. you even get that at Costco now? Yeah, yeah. Cooking it in butter. I would drizzle that my grandpa's homemade honey on it and mm. fruit. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's what you should do. And it, and it, I I started to feel like okay, I could definitely use some like potatoes in here, some fried yeah. potatoes and butter. Chop up some potatoes. Yeah. Sure. But other than that, one potato. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like every few days, just good to go. That shit. I was. See, I meat. when I do carnivore, I actually do if I'm if I start to train hard. Like remember when you came out last time? I was on carnivore, yeah. and then I do fruit. Before and after the training. Yeah. And a high a high sugar fruit, like mango, yeah. pineapple. I would do a high sugar fruit. And I felt great. And I didn't yeah. feel hungry. The only problem is um, socially. That, yeah. It's socially annoying. It's so, it's, that's why, like, I could see the appeal of those guys like Liver King. Well, not just taking steroids. Of uh, the guy like Liver King, like, um, having everyone do it. Because socially, people fucking just pressure the shit out of you if you just don't eat, like... And it's also, like, a colossal pain in the ass to go out and, and get a carnivore meal. Not really. Really? If I go to Wendy's, like, when I'm on carnivore, I go to Wendy's, I order a double stack, and then I just tell them no bread, and they put it in a little container. Oh, that's fire. All right? And then if I go out to, like, the diner, I'm like, get me pork chops. That's shit. Just pork chops. Oh, that's cool. Boom. It's easy to eat carnivore out. It's just hard when they're like dessert. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what I mean. Like with no your out friends. with your friends. Yeah, yeah. So by your like, no by yourself. By yourself. That's what I mean. If oh, you, you want to share an appetizer? Brew. Well, there's no appetizer you're because they don't want to eat the way you are eating. No. Yeah. And then Nacho, they try to no, tell geez. you how to eat, and you're like, Shit, no, man. I got this good thing going. This thing is no, going eat good. The dessert. It's it's good for your mental. How about shut the fuck up? Because on carnivore, you do get aggro. It's almost right. I feel a Dude, little more aggro. Cardio. 
got crazy in like a few days. Yeah, right? My I energy could, on that shit is great. I could spar in Taekwondo. Like, high-ass pace. Look, when you came, I was training, right? I was doing, like, two-a-days and shit. I don't know what it is. It works for my body really well. It did for me. I'm going to get back on that. Fuck it. I'm doing it. Animal-based April. Yeah. Fuck it. One thing, 100%. Animal-based April. Yeah. Fuck it. April 1st is soon. It'll be hard while I'm in Florida. Nah. You'll be all right. Just do what I said. Just everywhere you go, just take the bread off of the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to have a, a celebratory meal after Aljo, hey, listen, one day. One meal, yeah. One yeah. Day, yeah. Because I think about it like this. So, you know what I did for, uh, I don't know if you saw, for March, I, I put up like a post-March madness, uh-huh. like all these things I wanted to do. Yeah. And I put up like seven things. And uh, out of those seven things, I've probably adhered strictly to a few, moderately to a few, and not at all to some. But... I think it'd be good to give myself a report card for that. Mm. So, like, drinking water, boom, 100% adherence. No coffee, 100% adherence. Sleep seven hours, that's been, like, 80% adherence. Okay. Okay. Um, no weed, that's been, like, 50-50. Yeah. All right, I'm just telling the truth. Uh, no alcohol, that's been, like, 90% adherence. Right. Okay. That's been pretty... Oh, except for, we like, a little, a little bit... Mead, yeah. A little mead for ritual... You know, if yeah. you figure uh, 30 days, every day is 3.3 points. Right. So if I drank once a week, I'd still get, you know, an 80, 88 or something yeah. like Right. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like 87.7. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm going to give myself a report card April 1st. But then April 1st, I think I'm just going to do one thing, animal-based April. So that's animal-based meaning... All and you can eat anything that comes from an animal. Yeah. Plus fruit and. Plus fruit and a little and bit of honey. If honey I need comes it. from bees, though, so that. It comes from an yeah. animal. Oh, that's right. true. It's animal based. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Honey comes from bees. That, yeah. That works. And some fruit. So, yeah. and, dude, the cool thing about animal based, not carnivore, is like your body. It's it's pretty clear that you need some carbs, but it's also pretty clear what kind of carbs work best with the human digestive system and what don't. And it perfectly fits that. Like, well, you know, there's a lot of vegans that think humans are supposed to be frugivores because fruit is so easy to digest for us. So That's kind of silly. Well, no, but I'm just saying, so like there's a school of thought yeah. because it's rooted in something that's true, how good fruit is for you. So fruit is so good for you, right? Yeah. So easy to digest. That fruit wants you to eat it. It's like, eat me. Eat my seeds, shit me out. Right, it makes so it's itself for, bright so you can see it. Delicious so you keep eating it. Calorie dense so you. Yeah, so fruit you, is like so palatable. Vegetables don't do that though. No. Vegetables are that's bitter, what, sugarless, not very colorful most of the time. That's why those should be more like herbs and spices. Yes. Yeah, They're that's like, great they, for like herbs they don't and spices. Want you to eat them. And so, oh, certain plants, if you can't eat it raw, like you can eat raw meat. Don't you eat sushi? That's raw meat. Yeah. Tons of it. We eat raw meat all the time. Sushi. How many people like you sushi? You eat meat raw before. Sure. Before our appendixes fire. got fucked up. Probably from the invention of fire. But yeah, you can still eat raw meat. Steak tartare, that's raw meat. Mm-hmm. There's plenty. In Ethiopia, they eat plenty of raw meat. That's cool. And they just do it in a little spice. So raw meat is digestible. Yeah. Uh, raw vegetables. Could you eat a sweet potato uncooked? Fuck no. Fuck no, right? I mean, you it's, could, but ugh. Could you digest it? I mean, pro- I mean, I don't know. It'd be a struggle. I think it'd be a struggle for your body to digest. I think it'd get through. It'd just be a, a rough day. Yeah, it'd be a rough day. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not getting a lot of nutrients out of that. Especially if you ate the whole thing. <laughs> you get a whole hard ass sweet potato in you. No, but like. So yeah, a lot, a lot of vegetables are difficult to eat. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. No. You know, I heard someone give the vegan argument is uh, they're like, oh well. You couldn't hunt if you didn't have tools. I was like, yeah, you really wouldn't be farming without tools either. <laughs> farming's really tough. Like, yeah. like if you see how it grows in nature, it, you know, it, it's a struggle out there. I mean, sometimes you're lucky and you find a bountiful thing. But there's a lot of other animals that want to eat that too. Right. So, like a farm. Yeah, you go farm. Just eat, eat your vegetables without using tools. Don't cook well, that. Cause, dude, don't they, cook the broccoli. Don't cook don't it. don't realize all food has to be taken like 
from something. Yeah, I mean, even like your plants, you're killing plants. I know they say plants aren't sentient. I'm like, but they are. They are. They talk to each other. When I'm on mushrooms, those fucking plants are talking to each other. But even, no, there's there's plants that have communication networks amongst each other, like trees send nutrients through the mycelium. Yeah. So through that mushroom complex underground, one third of the weight of the soil is made of mycelium. Mm -hmm. The fruit, the, the mushroom, before it has the upper ground body. Right. Fucking, they communicate through this, like, mycelium complex. Yeah. If you ever look it up, I think Rogan showed that once. It's like, it shows, like, the synapses of the brain, the way the universe is laid out, the mycelium complex, and, like, a tree's root system, and they all look the same. Isn't that so weird? Yeah, it's it's so fascinating. God, I love synchronicity. There's a divine energy, yeah. I feel why like why else would everything look, like, you know what I mean? Why would there be these patterns? The way the solar systems and atoms work. So there probably are some rules of the universe. And Jake, I'm going to wrap it up by saying most of those rules of the universe you can learn through combat and the martial arts. So all the universe, everything that happens in the universe, you could kind of distill it into all the things that happen in like training and fighting. All the emotions, the, the speed of intensity... Uh, the the randomness of certain actions, chaos, order, mm. pacing. So, for me, right, the fight is the microcosm of the macrocosm that is life. I 100% agree. And in, in the little bit of combat sports I've had. Look what happened. Yeah. Hey, listen, you've experienced I've, I've a lot. I've learned a lot. You've learned a lot about yourself and your testicles. Well, also just like, <laughs> even like something as silly as Taekwondo, it's like inspiring you know, figuring out how to land a kick on someone who knows you're going to kick them and wants to kick you. That's yeah, like it's a hard. lot of mental chess. There's a lot of unspoken communication that goes on between two people. There's a lot of, like, uh, yeah, mastery you kind of have to pursue. A lot of energy exchange, too. Yeah. So There's like you're, you're trying to fake them, right? You're trying to tell right. them something without speaking to them. I'm trying to make them think. I'm trying to implant thoughts in their head, in a way. Yeah, and into their their body. Yeah. Yeah, and not I'm trying to make have them, them do that to you. Exactly. And if they do, I have to, like, deal with it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you can't, which is important. Which is to why I got kicked in the left. I know. Yeah. Jake, this is good. awesome talking to you. Let's watch the documentary Please. now. Please. All right, we are now exiting the Manimal Zone.